Hello and welcome to Sese Sesso. This is a biology revision podcast aimed to help you with your GCSE biology revision. Remember, each episode focuses on a different biological topic. And in this episode, we will be looking at the topic reproduction part one. So by the end of this episode, you should be able to describe the differences between sexual and asexual reproduction, use the structure of the flower to describe pollination and fertilization, and explain the process of germination. So, without further ado, let's get into it. So let's talk about sex, strictly in a biological way, obviously. If you remember, all living organisms carry out reproduction, an important process that ensures the survival of organisms by passing on their genetic information from one generation to the next. There are two types of reproductions organisms can carry out asexual reproduction and sexual reproduction. Asexual reproduction is the production of new organisms from a single parent. It occurs in small microorganisms where a cell can divide into two new cells that are genetically identical to each other and the parent cell. Plants and some animals are also able to carry out asexual reproduction. A part of the original organism breaks off or cuts off and can grow into a new individual organism that is genetically identical to its parent. Sexual reproduction occurs in most plants and animals. This process involves fertilization. This is when the nucleus of the male sex cell fuses with the nucleus of the female sex cell. We can call these types of cells gametes. The offspring in this case will get genetic information from both parents, so DNA is passed on to the next generation. However, this time the offspring will be genetically different to each other. This is how we get genetic variation. Okay, well it's time for our first pit stop. Okay, for this pit stop, you have to identify which type of reproduction is being described in the following statements. Number one, offspring are genetically identical to each other. Number two, offspring are genetically different to each other. And finally, number three, involves the fusion of gametes. Okay, well, pause the podcast, give yourself a chance to think of those answers, and we'll be back with the correct answers in three, two, and one. So you had to identify which type of reproduction was being described in the statements. So number one, offspring are genetically identical to each other. This describes asexual reproduction. Number two, offspring are genetically different to each other. This describes sexual reproduction. And finally, number three, involves the fusion of gametes. This also describes sexual reproduction. So if you got all of those correct, great job. And now we're going to move on into the next segment. The male and female reproductive organs are found in the flower of a plant. The female reproductive system is called the carpel and consists of the stigma, style and ovary. The male reproductive system is called the stamen and consists of the anther and the filament. The anther is the site of production of the male gamete, the pollen, and the ovary is the site of production of the female gamete, the ovule. For sexual reproduction to occur in plants, the pollen needs to fuse with the ovule in a process known as fertilization. In order for this to happen, pollen is transferred from the male reproductive organs to the female reproductive organs by a process called pollination. We therefore define pollination as the transfer of pollen from the anther to the stigma. This can occur in one of two ways. Number one, by wind pollination. 
So the pollen is transported from the anther to the stigma by, you guessed it, the wind. And then the second type is insect pollination, where the pollen is transported from the anther to the stigma by insects such as bees. After pollination has occurred, fertilization follows. The pollen grain that has landed on the stigma will begin to grow a pollen tube, which grows down the style and enters the ovary. The nucleus of the pollen grain moves out of the tube and moves into the ovary where it will fuse with the ovule. Both nuclei fuse together to form a zygote, which is the term used to describe a fertilized egg. After fertilization, the petals fall off, the zygote develops into the seed, and then the ovary develops into the fruit. Okay, well it's time for our second pit stop. For this pit stop, you have to answer the following questions. Number one, define pollination. Number two, what does the stamen consist of? And finally, number three, where is the female gamete produced? Okay, well, pause the podcast, give yourself a chance to answer the questions, and we'll be back with the correct answers in three, two, and one. So for this pit stop, all you had to do was answer the following questions. So number one, define pollination. And the definition for this is the transfer of pollen from the anther to the stigma. Number two, what does the stamen consist of? And the correct answer for this, the stamen consists of the anther and the filament. And finally, number three, where is the female gamete produced? The correct answer for this is the ovary. So if you got those answers correct, awesome job. And now we're going to move on into the final segment. As mentioned earlier, after fertilization occurs, the zygote develops into a seed. The next step is to get the seed into the ground so it can begin to grow into a new plant by a process known as germination. Now, seeds can be dispersed in a number of ways. They can be dispersed by wind, water, mechanical, which is the bursting of a fruit, and by animals. Once the seed has been dispersed, germination may occur, but only if the correct conditions are met. Most seeds are dormant after they have been dispersed, so nothing will happen. The structure of the seed is adapted to help with germination. It has a tough outer coat known as the tester. The inside of the seed consists of the cotyledon, which is a food store for the young developing plant. It also contains a plumule, which will develop into a shoot, and a radical, which will develop into a root. For germination to occur, the following conditions are needed. Oxygen. This is used for aerobic respiration. This will release energy for cells to use during cell growth. Water. This behaves as a solvent for chemical reactions to take place. It also helps to break down starch in the cotyledon into glucose for respiration to occur. And finally, a warm temperature. This is so enzymes that are controlling metabolic reactions, such as respiration, are in their optimum environments and therefore are working sufficiently. Okay, well, it's time for our final pit stop. Okay, so these are the end of episode summary questions. So get a notepad, book, or use your phone so that you can write down your answers. So number one, name four ways seeds can be dispersed. Number two, explain what conditions are needed for germination to take place. And finally, number three, what is the name given to the female reproductive organs of a plant and what is it made up of? Okay, pause the podcast, give yourself a chance to write down those answers and we'll be back with the correct answers in three, two, 
one. So for the end of summary questions, you had to answer the following questions. So number one, name four ways seeds can be dispersed. The correct answers are by wind, water, mechanical, and by animals. Number two, explain what conditions are needed for germination. And the correct answer for this is oxygen, so that respiration can occur and energy is released for cell growth. Water, for reactions to occur and to also break down starch into glucose and warm temperature so that enzymes are working at an optimum environment. And finally, number three, what is the name given to the female reproductive organs of the plant and what is it made up of? The name is carpel and it is made up of the stigma, style and ovary. So if you got those answers correct, awesome, great, amazing job. And now we're going to move on into the closing segment. So there you have it, reproduction part one in a nutshell. Remember that these episodes are here for you to listen to, so take full advantage of them. Be sure to follow me on my social platform at Sesso on Instagram for daily biology update and subscribe to my podcast channel, which can be found on most streaming platforms such as Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Join me again for the next episode where I'll be reviewing the topic of reproduction part two. Why? because Sesse says so. Yeah.